0: Welcome to The Cat, a podcast about consciousness, awareness, and transcendence. I'm Julia Marie, and I invite you to join me as we travel the world that lies beyond what we perceive with our physical senses. If you're ready to learn how to live inside out so that you can add dimension to your life, then stay with me as we explore the multi-layered world of cat together. Thanks for making us a part of your day. If you're new, please subscribe, rate, review, and share so we can reach more listeners. Today, we'll be taking a deep dive into the world of sensitive people. You may be more familiar with the term empath, but what I'm going to share today isn't just for empaths. It's for all of us who are exploring the world that lies beyond our physical one. One of the side effects of becoming more sensitive to the signals coming at us from the universe is that we become more sensitive. Today, you're going to hear about some of the signs that you might be an empath. You'll learn some simple yet powerful things you can do to minimize the impact other people's energy have on you. Finally, we'll talk about what you can do if you feel tired or drained at the end of the day. And stay tuned. I'll tell you about something extra I've created for you at the end of the show, and you don't want to miss it. And now, the Empath's Toolkit. Do you find that people seem to dump their problems in your lap? Or do they tell you they feel so much better after they've talked to you? Are you overwhelmed in crowded places, especially if it's noisy too? Do people tell you you're just too darn sensitive? The science is divided on whether true empathy actually exists, but researchers have discovered there is a specific type of neuron in the brain that actually helps us mirror the emotions of others. No surprise, they're called mirror neurons. This discovery provides some support for the possibility of the existence of a personality called empath. For purposes of today's episode, we're going to assume that people who actually take on the emotions of others do exist. Please understand that I do believe in hypersensitive people. I've counseled so many empaths in readings, I find it hard to believe they're all imagining things. They have similar experiences and express the same concerns, and I offer them the identical list of techniques I'm sharing with you here today. As with almost anything in this life, there are some advantages to being an empath and there are some definite disadvantages too. For example, you likely have a natural gift for giving comfort to others when they're in distress. You can usually tell when someone needs help and you're also really good at telling whether someone is going to be a helpful person in your life or not. You can, if you're paying attention to the signals probably spot a liar a mile away. The flip side of the coin is this. You probably feel drained emotionally most of the time, and you might find it almost impossible to carve out time just for you. And your ability to read someone might creep other people out. All this sensitivity might make it hard for you to sleep at night, and it's probably tougher for you to maintain mental equilibrium than it is for others. If any of this sounds familiar to you, then listen up. Because now I'm going to share some of the things you can do to counteract the negative side of the empath's experience. The first thing you need to know is that you are a bioelectric being. By that, I mean your body produces electrical currents. Some examples of these measurable currents are those produced by the skin, the heart, and the brain. The most important difference between bioelectric currents in living organisms and the electrical current that produces light, heat, and power Is that bioelectric current is a flow of ions and standard electricity is a movement of electrons. An ion is an atom or a molecule that carries an electric charge. We all know about the need to ground our appliances and other electronics. What happens when an electrical circuit isn't grounded? Sparks, electrical shorts, and damage to our devices, for starters, and in extreme cases, a fire. And no, you didn't tune into a podcast about how to safely rewire your home. We all understand the importance of grounding our electrical devices. How many of us even know we also need to ground our human energy field? And this goes double for all the sensitives out there. So how can I ground my energy, you might ask? I don't have a cord. I'm going to describe a simple process you can use every day. And at the end of the show, I'll tell you how you can get a free download of the complete meditation. When you're sitting in a chair, imagine your two feet are the skinny blades like on an electrical plug, and then imagine the round prong you see on a grounding plug is coming from your tailbone. In the meditation, I'll take you through a step-by-step process that will help you plug your energy field into the planetary energy field. This will keep you from shorting out or having your circuits overload. It's one of the most important things any empath can and should master. Do the meditation first thing in the morning and check your grounding throughout the day, especially if you start to feel tired or draggy. One of the other things that happens for many sensitive people is they're so outwardly oriented with their energy, they're slightly out of their body most of the time. This is not beneficial to you. Always remember... The best energy for you is your own, and when we're not fully plugged into our personal energy system, that can lead to problems like being really tired, anxious for no reason, weepy without cause, and not able to sleep at night. So how can we keep our energy more in our body? One of the most effective tools I've found is a nice chunk of tumbled hematite, but not a little piece. You need a piece about the size of a robin's egg and you'll need to carry it in the pocket of your pants or jeans. That will put the hematite where it can do the job of grounding your energy into your body. If you wear hematite around your neck or on your wrists, it won't have the same effect as keeping it in your pocket. You'll only be grounded to the level of where the hematite is worn. If you can't find hematite that size, then a larger piece of black tourmaline will help absorb the denser energy, but it won't ground you like hematite can that's your first line of defense. In this next segment, I'm going to share something you can do if you feel yourself dragging after a conversation with an emotionally needy person or you're around someone who drained your energy, and I'll talk about some tools you can start using today. So stay with me, and I'll see you on the other side. Let's get to it now. Before I outline that simple disconnection technique, I want to share some other tools you can start using today. The first one is salt. It's one of the oldest purification tools around. Salt has the ability to create barriers and to cleanse the physical body of toxins and negativity. My favorite is Himalayan sea salt. I use the coarse ground in containers by my doors to absorb things just in general around my house. and. I use the finer grain salt to season my food and as part of a body scrub or in a soak bath. The second thing that's really useful to have are bells or chimes to clear space. They raise the vibration, especially after an argument. Just take your chime and gently strike it as you move about the room. That'll help break up the energy. The third tool that you can use today is your imagination. Use it to create a bubble or a white light pyramid around yourself. And here's a tip for parents of sensitive kids. Teach them the bubble to help them maintain their energy boundaries when they're at school. One of the most simple but effective things to do is to wear clean clothes and keep your bedding clean. Many people forget their shoes. Just clap the soles together outside every few days to rid them of the accumulated energy they pick up from all the places you've been walking around. And I will say, I don't wear my street shoes indoors. To shake off the stress of the day that's clinging to your coat, sweater, or jacket, just slip it off and give it a good shake outside on the porch before you come into the house. One of the things you can do if you've had a bad night's sleep or a restless night is to give your bedclothes and pillows a good shake. And then leave them in a sunny place for at least an hour before you put them back on the bed. You'll sleep better. And remember that stuck energy is stagnant energy, so here's your fifth tool you can start using right now. Move your body every day. It doesn't matter how strenuous the exercise, just get moving. Put on some music and start dancing just to get the energy moving in your body. And clear out those closets full of old clothes that junk drawer in the kitchen, and the paperwork that's piled up in your office. And if you're not using it, give it away. Now let me get back to that process I mentioned earlier. Often people will recommend cord cutting. I recommend a slightly different process just to ensure the disconnection is complete. So instead of cutting the cords between you, use this technique. If you get in the habit of monitoring your emotional and mental state before and after an encounter and you use this right away, you might find you aren't so beat up at the end of the day. So here's what you're going to do. The person leaves your space or you hang up from them. The first thing you're going to do is tune into your body and you're going to see, do I feel differently? Check your grounding cord am I still connected? If you're not, then you're going to reconnect yourself. And then you're going to mentally imagine that person in front of you, and you're going to use your intent to send back to them all of their energy with love and gratitude. And then you're going to call back to you all of your energy. Again, being grateful for the exchange, but not wanting to maintain any connection between the two of you Except the bond of unconditional love that exists between all souls. Again, if you get in the habit of monitoring your state before and after an encounter and using this process right away, you might find you aren't so beat up at the end of the day. Just taking time to get out in nature by yourself will bring your energy levels back up, and learning to say no instead of automatically agreeing to help everyone who asks is a powerful exercise. If you can't bring yourself to say no outright, then here's a phrase I like to recommend. Thank you for thinking of me. Let me check my schedule and I'll get back to you. This gives you a chance to really check in to see if this is something you need or want to be doing. I have one last thing to share with you. Let's call this your insurance policy. If you get home at the end of the day and you're exhausted or drained, don't just fall into bed. Don't go to sleep without first taking a quick shower. Let the shower water run over your body, and as it does, imagine that water is light. And as the light pours into your energy field, imagine that it is carrying anything not in harmony with that light out of your energy field. Just allow the water to run over you until you feel the density lift. An alternative to this would be to take a bath with sea salt and other beneficial clearing herbs in it, or to use a salt-laden body scrub to clear the energy off of you. It's never a good idea to go to bed carrying the energy you've picked up from other people. Your energy field will try to rebalance itself by processing it out of your field while you sleep, and you'll often find you wake up in the morning exhausted even though you slept through the night. I know this is a lot of information to digest in a single sitting, but I wanted it to be all in one spot, so you can come back to it for easy reference. You learned a lot today. We talked about some of the indications you're an empath. I gave you some practical things you can do to stabilize your energy field, such as a simple grounding meditation and carrying tumbled hematite or black tourmaline in your pocket. The practice of consciously separating yourself from someone else's energy field will help you to stay clear. And if you forget, you have these tools you can use. And don't forget to clap those shoes and to shake those sheets. Sensitive women and men, empaths all, I made this episode just for you. I wanted you to be able to access this information anytime you need it. I told you at the beginning of this episode that I had an extra resource for you. If you click the link in the show notes below, you'll be able to download that grounding meditation I mentioned earlier for free. Our gift to you. On the next episode, we're going to be talking about mediums, mediumship, and afterlife communication. You're not going to want to miss this one so we've come to the end of our time again. If you found some value in this podcast episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it with a friend so that we can reach more people.